0: You're listening to Bike Life, and I'm really excited to be back. Happy 2021 for everyone who's just joining us this year, or if you're a returning listener, thank you so much for joining us. And I invite you to leave us a review if you have a moment. We would love to hear from you on your favorite listening app, whether it's Apple or any other app. Please leave us a review and a rating because you know what? It helps us get in front of more people, which of course we love to do. And today I'm really excited. I have Anastasia with me. She is a 25-year-old engineer, and she's a woman on a mission to connect with humanity by bicycle. Thank
1: you. Nice to meet you, Michelle, and I'm very pleased and delighted to be here with you and our listeners. Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Thanks for coming, and and just so everybody knows, Michelle, who she was referencing, is um, she's with us. Michelle's you know taking care of some of the back end of stuff, and I'm Taverly. I'm your host here, and I know it's we got a lot going on, and so Anastasia's in Switzerland, and I'm in Colorado, and Michelle's in Ohio, so we're like all over the place, but we're really happy to have you, Anastasia. We appreciate you making some time for us today. So let's start at the beginning. What What got you excited to do any type of long-term biking?
1: So as an an engineer, I was always in an engineering school, which has approximately 15% of women, so not so many of them, so I was surrounded by men and actually people that do a lot of sports and do a lot of challenges, and I was seeing them doing these type of sport challenges, and it was always making me dream a bit, so I was like, but actually, why not me? And so I had a friend who went on a bike trip two years ago, another one that went one year ago, and I was like, okay, now it's my turn. And... I just, yeah, just decided that I would go from home and I'm based in Lausanne. um, And home is very interesting because it's in the middle of the Alps. uh, And I wanted to check out the sea, which is in Nice. Uh, Mm. So I crossed the Alps by bicycle to take a little swim in the Mediterranean Sea. But it took me (laughs) a little bit longer than um, than just going to the lake here, which is five minutes walk, but it took me uh, 10 days then exhausting days to reach the sea.
0: Mm. And did you prepare for that? Had you started doing like longer trips along the way or did you just like just jump right in?
1: So to be honest, yes, I already did one trip last year with a friend of mine. Um, so we were two, and we prepared, so I already knew what was the feeling of being every day on the bicycle, of riding every day, so I knew I could do it, but I didn't know if I would be able to do it alone. So mm-hmm. this was the first experiment for me, to jump in it alone and see if I can handle everything. And, well, I have to say I was not so much alone, actually, because there was all the warm Showers community, which made me feel surrounded by nice people every day, so not so much alone.
0: Yeah, but I'm sure stretches of alone.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So obviously, you come from an industry that is male-dominated, where mostly men, you know, are going into the engineering field. How did that impact your feeling of being um, a woman on? You know, on a long tour on your bike because that is, that is still women are still the minority of um, long tour bicyclists in most cases and not all. And so we don't need anybody to correct us. We know that that is still the case. But did you find that same percentage of women versus men while you were on your trip?
1: Yes, it was actually very similar. I, I actually met only a few women on bicycles um, during the trip. Maybe not even one every day but so I found it it was super similar I had I was again surrounded by men but I'm used to that so it was it was it was nice because I, I could I mean I could I could feel the the same that I was feeling in engineering so I'm I mean I'm used to this and I'm just um I'm happy that they actually give me ideas of what to do and that I never feel stopped by the fact that I'm a woman um they're actually inspiring me so I'm just translating the same that like there are men and women, but they can still do the same. So I'm just doing what they're doing. Uh, but it was a bit hard to be surrounded by men on this kind of trip because they were faster, they are stronger, usually. Not all the time, but they're usually stronger. So they were passing me quite a lot um, when I was on the bicycle. And I was always, oh, no, I'm so weak. And they're all passing me. Why? I'm so slow. <laughs> But then, then that's why it was great to have um, warm showers every night. That would be like, oh wow! But you did this. That's super nice. And there would be, they would bring me back to reality, and I would feel that actually what I was doing was good and, and nice, and 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 not always be super like, a bit sad and. Um, exhausted
0: <laughs> yeah you meant you mentioned that it's I think it's important for people to hear what you said so I'm gonna re- rephrase that for you is you experienced a lot of people passing you while you were writing and in the moment it felt because um, you know obviously we spoke before doing this recording and in those moments you felt um, like a little downtrodden in a way, I guess, is the word I would use to describe it. Like it was hard to always be passed all the time. And yet you became more comfortable with it when you realized that the speed, the distance was not the priority of your trip.
1: Exactly. I started this challenge as a sport oriented challenge. Um, I was thinking this challenge in height meters, in kilometers per day, um, in yeah, in also how many days I would take to do this challenge um, so this is all information. I started and also I was also considering my pace and things like that. So when people were passing me, I was feeling slow, um, even though it was a, a normal pace that I was having. It was the pace that I planned, but still, when p- people are passing you and are faster and lighter, they speak to you. They're like, "Hey, what? How are you doing?" And you can barely actually speak because you can barely <laughs> breathe. <laughs> you in this mountain pass and you're struggling, and but they feel so. Light, um, So, yeah, this was very hard, all these people passing you. But in the end, meeting every day nice people that would make me feel good. Um, yeah, that, this really helped to make me believe in myself. And actually, it's thanks to them that they made the, the journey.
0: So it sounds like what started as a sports trip turned into a, a, a trip of transformation or even a connection to other people because you had some wonderful warm showers hosts along the way.
1: Exactly, totally. It started as a sports challenge and it ended up as a humanity mission. <laughs> mm. It was really... Um, yeah, it started really with um, only thinking about uh, sports. I was not really considering people that would host me. I mean, I was um, for me, there was some stages in the, in the trip. But then when I, once I started the trip, I realized that actually it was not stages. It was what I was looking forward every day was to arrive and to come and to meet these people. And what's super interesting about this type of trips is that actually um, you're relying on people for everything. I was relying on people um, to host me, so to provide me a bed and food. So it's about survival, actually. So these people... Will make me survive. And this is where you completely dissolve your ego because you have no expectations. You just rely on people to give you what they have and what they can give you. Um, and this is, this is an extraordinary feeling to be relying on people, relying on humanity uh, to help you survive because without them, I would not have any food, not have any shelter. And I think I wouldn't survive very long. <laughs> yeah did you do you keep in touch with the people that you met
0: and and when was this trip, by the way? So we are in january of twenty twenty one When was this trip that you took?
1: So this trip was in September a few okay. months ago. It was a little break from Covid situation <laughs> and I really escaped as um, soon as I could. And yes, I keep contact with them. I know that um, my first hosts, um, they actually were not sure they could host me because um the woman at the time was pregnant and I was having a super heavy pregnancy period, but they, were, they wanted to give it a try. And I went and we had a wonderful evening and I know the baby is expected for next month. So um, mm. um, it's, it's, it's really nice. It's, it's people, um, they're having also struggles, also happy moments. And I was here to share the happy moments, but also sometimes the struggle. Um, and it's wonderful to, to see all this humanity. So um, also looking really forward to uh, host them back but I already started hosting few people which now got a bit stopped but still hosted some people in October and November when I was back from the trip because it's when people give it to you you really want to give it also that's the strength of the community I guess
0: yeah, we do find that a lot. It is one of the most beautiful things about our community is it creates, first of all, lifelong friendships, exposure to new people and transformation, but also the opportunity to be able to give that back and pay it forward.
1: Exactly. Yes, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: So what's what's going to be your next trip?
1: So as we have to think local in this um in these times um again maybe a departure not from home but a little bit further in switzerland to cross the Dolomites in italy dolomit mountains i have to say that i'm passionate about mountains and mountain passes and i have a few more to go to check um so yes. well you should
0: you should make your way to colorado and come ride the rockies
1: exactly but seems like there's a big big sea to cross as well so (laughs) there is a sea
0: you're probably gonna have to take an airplane to get here to ride the mountains (laughs) exactly (laughs) wonderful now let's take a moment to learn a little bit more about today's episode being brought to you by bikeflights.com a bicycle shipping service for cyclists you'll enjoy fast delivery great prices and excellent service with every shipment Select your shipment's delivery speed to suit your schedule and tap into their group buying power to get great rates. Throughout the shipping process, their support team, made up of fellow cyclists, works directly with their carrier's exclusive global operational team so that your shipment will arrive on time. Join the more than 700,000 cyclists who have used bikeflights.com to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today to find out more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. Um, So let's talk a little bit about how you transformed because I like that you're talking about Um, releasing your ego because you're relying upon others. And I I think that that's one part of it, but I also feel like the other part of it was you accomplishing this interaction with new people in a way that left you feeling vulnerable, but open to new experiences. So let's talk a little bit about the transformation for you. How how did your mindset change from the day you took your trip until maybe even halfway through?
1: So, um as I said, indeed, you have no expectations about what people are going to give you. You're relying on them, so you hope that they're going to provide you with shelter and food, but you don't know exactly what to expect. Um, and I found it very motivating how people actually want to share everything they have with you, even if they don't have so much. So, but they would—they are really open to share it, and this made me think that. Actually, you don't have to be uh, living in a castle to be able to host people, you know. Mm -hmm. So you, I was, I was one day having, I was one day sleeping on the on a on some very thin mattress on the floor uh, because I mean my host just really moved in and he really had nothing else, but he was still very happy to host me. Uh, So it was two days after he moved in, but he was like, "Okay, I'm already going to host people." And actually, it's so nice because it was in the middle of nowhere in France. You could not find anything else. And he was just saving my life there. Um, and the next day, I arrived in a place in a huge place where I had my own room, own bathroom in a princess bed because it was the, the yeah the bedroom of um of um of the daughter of the host. Um, and she went to sleep with her mom, but and I had like a huge princess room for myself. Um, And this was super funny how it changed from day to day, but you could really see that people were giving you the best they had. Mm -hmm. Even some people would go in another room just to let you sleep inside the room. And I found it super, yeah, actually motivating and inspiring. And this is also why I also recently moved in. And so I moved in end of September back from my trip. And first week of October, I was already having a host. I was thinking, okay. Never mind, I have a mattress and he's gonna be happy. And indeed he was happy to have a mattress. So Yeah, right. Right. One thing that's
0: really interesting at warm showers is we we I we understand that a lot of people rely solely upon our community for their tours, although we don't actually recommend that, right? We want we want to know that we can be an addition to somebody's trip because sometimes it's possible that there's not gonna be a host available, right? So we know that most people have additional plans in place just in case, whether it's to um, pitch a tent or whether it's to grab a hotel room or whatever that is. We know that we we fill a slice of that because there's no guarantee, of course, that there's going to be a host every single night along your way. So what would have been your backup plan if you didn't find a host? What was the plan?
1: Well, um, this time I didn't take any tent, so... And I was crossing Alps, which means not so many hostels or um, yeah, or rooms. But every time I was trying to stop in kind of cities, if you can call them cities and towns, in which I would check that there was um, either another host available that I could call or something, or usually that there would be some type of hostel. But it's true that... In two, three places, I had no backup plans. (laughs) So (laughs) uh, I was, those said yes, and that it was like a confirmed yes, because otherwise I would probably have to back to the next stage, which would mean yeah, some more hours to bike and you're not always happy to know it by the end of the day that you have to uh, bike another day inside the same day.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, and, and that, and that's why I bring that up because I do want people listening to, to remember that we, you know, we never expect that, Warm showers is going to be able to be your entire trip's plan and always having, having other options is good. Um, and I, I do say that because sometimes we have to do, we do have to remind people that, you know, you are staying, you're staying in, in the accommodation of other people that may or may not be available. But I'm really glad in your case that you made this entire trip and had warm showers hosts the whole way, which is what makes this unique to share this story. And I really love it because I think a lot of people, start their journeys with a goal in mind they're doing the tour for a particular reason but it it shifts and we hear so much i mean this entire show is around sharing the community and the experiences people have of interacting with other people it's not just the solo time on their bicycles it's the interaction with the other people
1: Mm -hmm. yes definitely and this is something i realized um yeah i think on day two of the trip (laughs) already so did you
0: document your journey at all, like with photos or social media or a blog or anything like that?
1: Yes, I, I actually took a GoPro during my trip to be able to record videos and audios of hard moments, also happy moments. Um, as I was alone on my bike, I tend to talk a lot with myself. So <laughs> I decided to record this and I made it, I created a video uh, that I posted on YouTube for my family and friends and everybody to see and maybe get inspired because um, it's true that you can also see on the video that I really started with a sports challenge in mind about what I'm going to do and I ended up with the yeah all about interactions I had oh also my feelings being weak being strong sometimes as well and that's all about humanity.
0: I love it we will We will put the link to that YouTube video in the show notes. And we are looking to grow our YouTube channel. So Anastasia, we might be able to put your video on our channel one day too. That would be really great. That's great. Yeah, I think the visual is really helpful. Plus, it sounds like such a... I have not been to that area of Switzerland, so I would love to see the video just to see the scenery because I'm a mountain girl, so I love the mountains all over. (laughs) Although I I don't typically cycle the mountains the way that you do, I do like to be in the mountains.
1: (laughs) Yes, indeed. It's all about the mountains, even though the goal was to reach the sea.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and so you did swim on the last day. I did. (laughs) And then did you ride back?
1: Yes, I. I mean, I. I, I actually no. I. Um, I went a bit further along the sea, just just to enjoy a bit more sea, and then I took the train back to uh, back to Lausanne, which is sad because it took me five hours. So, you know, <laughs> you spent ten days riding to this place, and then the train takes you back for five hours.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Actually, that is absolutely amazing.
1: <laughs> but you did swim in the sea outside of Nice. I mean, yes, I did. And that's these type of funny moments when you know you you want to be very light when you go on mountain trips so you don't take so much with you so of course you don't take a swimsuit um, and you of course have only two um, t-shirts that you can change so what do you do you go either in you go with the t-shirt and you leave the other t-shirt for um, when you change so yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's great. I think it's great. Well, we look forward to continuing this conversation as you continue to host. And the next time you do any tours, please keep us posted and we will make sure that everyone can follow you. Any social media links you want to include, we'll put them in the show notes. And thank you so much, Anastasia. We really appreciate you joining us on the show.
1: Yes, thank you very much for inviting and I'm really looking forward to um, continuation and I wish the best to uh, our shower
0: community. Well, and and thank you for being a part of our community. It's people like you that make all of this so wonderful. So thank you. (laughs) All right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Bike Life. And we will be back. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening... Please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warm showers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast@warmshowers.org. At